6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, just when you thought it was safe to put out the patio furniture, the better part of central Alberta is under a winter storm warning, a snowfall warning. Yeah, as I mentioned, the capital region expecting about 10 to 15 centimeters of snow by tomorrow morning. So that is a perfect lead into our next conversation this afternoon, and that is what to do about Edmonton's snow clearing strategy. A new report by the city shed some light on what happened on city streets during the 2021-2022 winter season. Now get this, the city's snow clearing equipment was fitted with GPS trackers and this is what was found. The city's truck fleet was only utilized about 57%. The amount of roadway to be cleared has increased in the Edmonton area by 21%. And the report indicates that there is a shortage of snow plow, snow removal uh, equipment operators. So now administration is suggesting an increase to the snow clearing budget. Lots to chew on here this afternoon with Edmonton City Councillor Tim Cartmel. He's been asking questions about the city's snow removal plan for years. He joins us now from Ward Pihesuin. Hi, Councillor Cartmel. Welcome back to the show. Thanks very much. Good afternoon. Okay, we are a winter city. Why is this so darn difficult to figure out, Tim? Right. Uh, and I've been asking that question for the better part of five years. Yeah. I, you know, so to put a positive twist on this, um, I've been I've been asking, I've been saying, uh, I've been wondering, you know, why does it seem that each successive winter it takes longer and longer and longer for the trucks to show up, and when they do show up, they do less and this kind of a thing. So uh, at least in this report, we finally see some acknowledgement that, yes, there's fewer trucks, and yes, they're taking longer to show up, and yes, they're doing less than they used to. So the the fleet was only it was what fifty seven percent utilized, as I mentioned. That the, the, there was a shortage of operators. What you know is it the the egg and the chicken thing? What what happened first? Did we have a shortage of operators that led to the truck fleet not being utilized? Did we have not enough money to pay the operators that resulted in the trucks not being utilized? Like, do we know how this shakes down? No. And that's the first question, frankly, that I have when we will be debating this at uh, committee next Monday. And it's exactly that question. You know, it, it seems over the last few years, at least, we've always had a surplus in our snow clearing budget. But then we find out that we haven't been using the trucks to their maximum uh, capacity. And, and I, I think that that extends actually to all of the equipment to its maximum capacity. So what did come first? Was it was it that we migrated budget over because we had a particularly good winter and we didn't we didn't need those dollars and we lost operators? Did we lose operators and we couldn't spend the money even if we wanted to? What what is that's a, that is the first question. How did we get here? So the snow clearing budget for last season was what about fifty seven million dollars? It was about fifty seven million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of cash to not get it right. It's a lot of cash, and the question is, how does that compare to other cities? And uh-huh. you know, and, and it's hard to find a comparison, right? You know, because winter is just a little bit different in, in some of the other cities in Canada that are of the same size, right? You, they're a little farther south. Some of them get more freezing rain. Some of them get support from the federal government. Some of them, uh, you know, have different funding models and do different things. Uh, you know, Ottawa, for instance, roughly the same size, but gets federal dollars and. Um, 
and has a different ethic around uh, plowing city streets, so, uh, pardon me, city sidewalks. Yeah, oh, and, and you know, I heard a lot about sidewalks this year as well, and, right. and, and walkways, especially for folks in, you know, who have uh, mobility issues, that there were, there were some real challenges there. So the manager of the city's parks and roads branch um, is, is uh, suggesting or recommending that that there is an increase to the snow clearing budget. There's a couple different scenarios that uh, he's put put forward, including one to increase the budget by 42 million to hire more staff to clear priority roads, bus stops, sidewalks, that sort of stuff. Okay, and then the second one is to increase the budget by 106 million to fully hit the current targets, which is that whole bare pavement for arterial roads within 36 hours. Tim, is bare pavement a reality in the city of Edmonton in the winter season? No, not in my view. And this was the narrative that we, we started talking about going back uh, six, seven years ago when there was a, an audit done on how we uh, picked up the sand at the end of the winter and recycled it. And, you know, there was issues found with that. And I don't want to dig into that as part of this conversation. But ever since then, we've been talking about, you know, well, let's use more salt instead of sand. Let's get down to bare pavement, you know, in winter. And I just, I, I think that's an unreasonable expectation. I think that we need to, and I think if anything, you know, getting down to bare pavement on residential roads particularly was something that was tried this winter just passed and you know that was an, an utter failure you know the giant windrows the uh-huh. interference with drainage the narrowing of streets uh you know six weeks later there was more snow and the the plowing had no material effect so you know uh you know this bare pavement ethic is something that's just that's just got to go quite frankly you know it was interesting keith Durine uh, wrote in the edmonton journal today that it might have to be a real mindset for edmontonians when it comes to snow removal in the coming years and you know i think there's a lot of folks out there that want that bare pavement but i think that there's also the reality here is that we live in a in a very large city there's we get a lot of snow or we can get a lot of snow we are a winter city and and maybe we have to wrap our head around the fact that bare Payment payment is not going to happen uh, every single time the snow falls. I think it's going to have to be a, a, an adjustment in a, in a mindset when it comes to living here. And I, I, I suspect that there might be some people that are going to be ticked off about that. Well, so let's let's break that down a little bit. I think that there there is a near bare pavement thing that we need to do on our on our arterial roads and our major roads. You know, the white mud, the yellowhead, Calgary Trail. So let's get close to bare pavement okay. reasonably soon on those roads. Let's leave the snow on the ground in the residential streets. And, and I know some people struggle with that, but you're struggling with that for a few blocks until you get to that, that arterial that theoretically will be better served if we add a little bit of money to the budget. The next question then is, what do we do from there? And maybe our investment should be more on uh, making sure that people can move around the neighborhood in, in, in terms of sidewalks and walkways and pathways to get to transit transit being those routes that are you know those arterial routes that we're going to perhaps get a better level of service Mm -hmm. on and then invest a bit more on transit so for those that really really struggle with getting out of their driveway for whatever reason well there's an alternative and maybe we need to think a little bit about that and you know what uh, counselor i i i I read the part about maybe the push towards getting more people to use transit but i think we've we've continued to see that push for years and it's not really going anywhere and i think in a winter city people want to be in their vehicles and not getting on the bus or taking their vehicle and hopping on the lrt and there's concerns there and i'm not sure that that's uh that's an alternative well and let's have that conversation but i think part of that is that 
you know, the transit we've offered has, you know, when we talk about bus transit specifically, we have not invested in that bus network in a meaningful way in decades. So, you know, when you're, when you're wondering if the bus is going to come or when it's going to come, when you look at that arterial road and it doesn't look like the bus is going to get up the hill, we actually had instances this past winter where transit service was suspended because uh-huh. the roads were in no condition for buses. So, that, you know, there's a combination of strategies there. And, and you know, whether or not we're going to, uh, you know, really emphasize transit or we're going to be able to improve that service in a meaningful way, I still cannot get behind the idea that we scrape residential roads, uh-huh. the road in front of your house, down to bare pavement, generate that windrow, spend the money potentially to pick that windrow up, and that's where that, you know, 106, 120, 150 million dollar increment comes from, simply to watch that snow melt in a different place. It, that's a really hard thing to spend money on. So do you believe there should be an increase to the snow removal budget? And if so, where does that money come from? I think there should be, I think what we should do is put the money in and maybe this is over two or three years i'm not sure if it's all in one fell swoop but we put the money in to activate all the equipment we currently have get to as close as we can to 100 percent utilization and see what we can do with that starting with the arterial road network uh the and the the uh premium road network so the freeways the yellowhead the white mud etc and let's start with with that let's see what we can do with what we've got and that means putting some money in to get those operators back where does that money come from? Well, council is going into a prioritized budgeting process uh, sometime this year. I would like to start it now. Some of my colleagues want to wait. But we're going to talk about priorities. So just because we're increasing the snow budget doesn't mean that I'm in favor of increasing the overall budget. Uh-huh. Maybe money has to migrate back to uh-huh. wherever it went, which has seen the snow budget effectively be reduced. There's uh, there's still a lot of questions to be answered without a doubt. And I think, you know, the follow-up into this next snow removal season, like the GPS tracker idea is not a bad thing. Maybe, uh, maybe you do that again next year. <laughs> maybe do it on a lot of pieces of equipment, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but this clearly gives us data that we can use, how effective the routes are, how much time is spent driving back and forth and not actually doing, uh, you know, from my corner of town, uh, we passed a motion at council at budget to d- establish a service yard in southwest Edmonton. So that yard will will severely mm. minimize the amount of time that uh, the ineffective time driving back and forth and maximize the effective time. Uh. And that spills over to other yards, right? So, you know, so there's, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of pieces to the puzzle. We start talking about that on uh, next Monday. And uh, that conversation leads into a budget conversation in June. Well, Tim, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about this again in the future. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Anytime. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, you betcha. Councillor Tim Cartmel from Ward-Pahasuan joining us this afternoon, waving the flag, saying, what the heck is going on out here?